Welcome to the Brentwood School Podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life within the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our community. So let's get into this episode right now of the Brentwood School Podcast. In our first podcast, I promised we'd be getting to the heart of Brentwood School. Today, we're catching up with someone who may well have Brentwood School in his DNA. Both his father and grandfather attended the school, as did he. Welcome to Florian Cooper, who's the Director of Music and Performing Arts. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Tracy. Well, you've certainly been involved with Brentwood School for the majority of your life. Tell us more about it. Yes, I suppose I've been really connected with, with Brentwood School throughout my life. I suppose I never thought I would be here now as a 30-year-old teacher, having spent the majority of my uh, childhood at the school. But for a variety of reasons, I, I am, and I'm still very much in love with the, the entire school. I was going to say, you obviously like it. <laughs> I, I do very much. I do very much. And I suppose I feel a, a, an innate sense of pride of being associated with Brentwood School, both as a, as a pupil and, and as a teacher. Can you put your finger on it? What makes it so special? Well, I think, I mean, the place itself is steeped in history and I have a sort of a real connection with that, that, that the years of, of tradition that are associated with a school like Brentwood. So I think that that's one thing. I, I, for me, it's all about the, the people that, 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 that represent this school and I suppose the community of, of, of Brentwood students and old Brentwoods and teachers. And I think when I was when I was leaving the school when I was an 18 year old ready on my next adventure to university, I remember feeling, as did I think many of my peers, a real sense of pride that we'd gone through the school. And I remember when I went to university, speaking to lots of new people I met who'd been at other independent schools, and very few people seemed to have that sense of belonging or love for the school they attended. And it always struck me that I was very, very lucky in that sense, that I didn't have a negative experience at school. In fact, I had an incredibly positive one, which perhaps is one of the reasons I was so keen to return and, and give that back to the next generations, as it were. And your father and grandfather before you as well. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. In fact, more than that, my you know my grandfather was the first of my family to attend the school in the late forties and early fifties, and then my father, my aunt was actually in the first cohort of, of girls to attend in the sixth form here. My uncles, and and still there are three of my cousins within the school. So I think there's a total of about eighteen of us who've been through the school. <laughs> so quite a connection. Wow, that's amazing. That might be a record, actually. Let's just talk a little bit more about music and performing arts. I mean, Brentwood School has an award-winning department, recognised as one of the best in the country. Just why is that? Well, I think there are a variety of reasons. I mean, music has always been an integral part of the school and we've always celebrated musical success. And over the past few years, I suppose we've seen a huge expansion in the sort of vision of what we do here. And, and that's been helped by some major investment. We are a Steinway school. All of our pianos are Steinway pianos. And that gives us links with this amazing, amazing opportunities with Steinway artists, etc. We have a partnership with the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, who are one of the most renowned conservatoires in the world. Uh, and they run now a Saturday junior programme here. And, and, and that's really very exciting. But I suppose really the core of what the music department is for me is it's a family and I think that is why we are so strong and what I love most about arts education 
is that it, it transcends gender, it transcends sex, and it transcends age group. And for me to see 11-year-old violinists playing in the same orchestra as an upper sixth double bassist and working together for a common goal is actually quite rare to get in other areas of a school. And that, for me, is the crux and what I think we do really, really well here. We celebrate, yes, the very high musical achievers, but just as important are those people beginning their musical journeys and ex- getting that excitement for performing. What sort of opportunities do you have for things like scholarship? Because music is not a cheap option, is it, by any means? There's instruments and all those sort of things. What, what sort of thing exists at Brentwood School for scholarships? Well, it's a very good question. Something we're, we're, as a school, trying to broaden year on year. We obviously offer music scholarships for entry into year seven and into our sixth form. And they can be means tested up to the value of 100%, which can be truly life changing experiences for talented children. And we have a number of students in the music department who are on full bursaries. And, and for me, that is a hugely heartwarming experience to see the opportunities that they then are awarded through virtue of their talent and hard work. We have some schemes in place to help with the cost of music lessons. So a music scholar will also be awarded financial assistance towards their their weekly instrumental lessons. And we also have a range, a huge range of school instruments that we can loan out free to children so they're able to play on on a variety of, of orchestral instruments and start their musical journeys in that manner. I always like to imagine schools. Tell me, describe your department. What does it look like? Are there any sort of old buildings, new buildings? What have you got? So the music department is situated upstairs in what was the original girls' school. Uh, And it's a lovely space. But it is a bit mad that we're upstairs because we spend our entire lives lifting timpani up and downstairs. (laughs) But that's part of the fun. I mean, if I had to describe it in one word, I think it would be mad. It is a place of activity, of energy, of huge amounts of, of traffic of children with instruments and rehearsals and and I love the vibrancy you know you cannot be in a bad mood or you cannot be tired in this building because it just won't let you you know we start from from 7:50 when we start rehearsals till 6 when we finish in, in every single day it is a place of constant activity and it's just genuinely an exciting place to be it also has the advantage as all good music departments should of being over the other side of the school okay where we can make <laughs> as much noise and get into as much trouble as we like <laughs> and and the performing arts side of it yeah. um I'm figuring that that those sort of areas have changed dramatically, probably since your grandfather's time and even since mm-hmm. your time. How is that developing in the school? So I think the performing arts, firstly, as a faculty, has a, a much greater prominence. I mean, if we take dance as an example, dance is now very firmly embedded within the curriculum. All students in their younger years participate in, in dance lessons and they can now take that through to GCC and IB level, which is something that didn't exist even five or six years ago and that obviously then feeds into the quality of the co-curricular output that we're able to offer and the the scope of vision that we can have for our events so you know our mantra as as a faculty is very much that we should be giving students a professional experience so if we take our our showcase musical each 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 december we just recently did sister act and we've done lots of other shows les miserables west side story lots of ambitious shows but what we try and achieve in those shows is a truly professional experience not just for the students on stage but for those backstage those in the band those dancing those doing the makeup the the, the tech and w- what we do here which i think is very rare for a school is every single role is undertaken by a student 
Okay, we do not hire in musicians for the band. We do not hire in tech crew when there are students who want to do that. And we're really proud of that because that's ultimately what the students need because some students love being on the stage, some students love being behind the stage. Yeah. And that way we're able to include the whole gamut of, of, of production and the beauty of performing arts. Because that is interesting. I was just listening today about Shepperton Studios in absolutely expanding, sort of double their size. And what they were saying about is that we have amazing skills in this country, but we still need to keep producing those skills. And they're very much behind the stage, aren't they? They're all the kind of things that goes with filmmaking and, and very much to the forefront these days, aren't they? Yeah, and I think, you know, I think we can all say that lockdown accelerated our requirement in schools to improve our teaching of technology within the arts. You know, since then, we've actually built a recording studio within the department so the students can learn music production, music technology. And I've got to be honest, it was not my my first skill set. I was very much a sort of classically trained musician. And it's something that we've really enjoyed learning together. And there are so many more students now who are interested in film editing, in, in, in making behind the scenes movies, in promotion material and, and, and as you say these are actually the jobs that are really employable for the future of, of the arts. Yeah, it's lovely to hear that it's all expanding. Tell us a little bit more about you. I gather you're somewhat of a musician yourself. What do you do outside school? Probably in and outside school. Yeah I mean look music is, is the central love of my life and it, and it always has been really. So you know the, the majority of my pursuits whether they are going to concerts or going to jazz gigs or playing in things you know are, are based around music so outside of the school I run a, a big band in London the Seven Steps Big Band and, and we play sort of some of the jazz clubs in London and we also go on a yearly residency on a cruise ship which is great fun and they also come to school they're coming in two weeks to perform alongside the students uh, so for me that's very special that we can have this connection with professional musicians coming in to play with the students and, and create this vibrancy and, and, and let them know what it's actually like to be in, in the industry I'm also a passionate conductor I conduct a variety of different orchestras and uh, shows. At the moment I'm conducting the Brentwood Philharmonic and we're organising a programme of Tchaikovsky for the summer which is great fun. So yeah, so I, I do spend a lot of time doing music. I mean I, I would say as I've got older it's been harder to balance performing up in London on a Thursday night and getting to chamber choir rehearsals at 7.50am at school. So yeah. I suppose school has taken more of a focus. But actually that, that suits me because I take as much pleasure in, in conducting a school orchestra as I, I would professional. In fact, probably more pleasure because the ultimate result is more fulfilling because you see the, the, the journey from rehearsal one where it's a complete car crash to performance where it's a true sense of achievement. And I think it's very important, isn't it, to bring back into school that professionalism because you know people have this idea of musicians, I'm going to be a, an Adele or whatever, but actually it's very hard work, isn't there? And, and there are things that presumably young people need to know about what their life would be like. I, yeah, I completely agree. And I think sometimes, you know, shows like The X Factor, Britain's Got Talent, they portray music as something quite easy that, you know, you could be blessed with a, a nice voice. And, and, and perhaps in certain circumstances that is true. But we are big believers in that actually heart, music is a very, very difficult discipline, as are all the arts that require work and, and commitment. And in the majority of cases, only those who demonstrate those skills actually reach the required level to make successful careers as professionals. So what instruments do you play? You must have a variety. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, as a teacher, you, you do tend to become a sort of polymath of music. So I, I trained as a cellist, really, but I've also played a lot of bass guitar in, in, in jazz ensembles. And I accompany as a pianist, although that's that's my fingers are getting slowly worse as I, as I find less and less time to practice. So luckily, uh, in my team, I have two very, very good pianists who take the, the hard stuff and I take the easy stuff. <laughs> 
so do you have a, a favourite composer? Have you been to a, a wonderful concert that sticks in your mind? I have a lot of favourite composers. I mean, I, I was always completely obsessed with the music of Dmitry Shostakovich, great Russian. Oh, me too, Soviet. wow. Oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> yes, Fair. absolutely love him. Oh, yeah, I, I, there's something that I find so vibrant and exciting and the whole culture and, and history behind him as a man and the area he was living in, I find utterly fascinating. Mm. So I've, I've always loved that music, particularly I've, I've always loved conducting his Fifth Symphony. You know, it's, it's just, I think, a masterpiece. I love Mahler, Mahler symphonies. And I would say one of my favourite performances I've ever been to was of Mahler II in the Albert Hall rattle. Mm. It was just, you know, one of those electrifying experiences that, you know, you can't be repeated and, uh, and the other sort of love of mine is, is jazz really and, and jazz music particularly the music of the big band and one standout concert for me would be Oscar Peterson the great jazz pianist I think I saw his last ever concert before he sadly passed away and even though he was you know fairly old and, and fairly handicapped at that stage the sort of integrity with which he could still play was utterly inspiring. Fantastic. We could talk about this for ages, but I think you've got a new community project. Tell us more about that. Well, there's a a variety of projects we're we're working on at the moment to try and bring music from Brentwood School into the the local area uh, and to try and, I think, sadly stem the tide of music slipping out of of schools and and being devalued within, within certain educational institutions that we are seeing. And, you know, we feel a real responsibility to take the resources we have here and and bring them to our local community. So on Sunday, we had our first major orchestral uh, workshop. uh, And this was an opportunity for all local instrumentalists to come and perform with a alongside a professional orchestra. And we were working with the the Arch Symphonia, who are an orchestra comprising of young uh, upcoming musicians in London and their wonderful conductor, Chloe Van Sestacey. And Chloe worked with an orchestra of 85 students, some from Brentwood School, but many from other schools. And we performed an informal concert of Vorjak's Ninth Symphony and some John Williams. Uh, And it was just great fun and great to bring people together, which I think is the beauty of music. So moving forward, we're hoping to take that and expand that to make it more of a, a whole sort of week course within the summer holidays. And one of the other things we're looking at is a choral project that includes all the choral societies around here. So we're working on a performance of the Messiah, the second part of the Messiah at the moment, and that will be open to, yes, our parents, yes, our students, but also all the lovely choral societies within the Brentwood and and wider area. So we can all come together in Brentwood Cathedral and take pleasure in performing a huge work with a huge choir. It sounds absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm breathless. I wonder how you have time to do anything at all. I was going to sort of just t- slightly touch on mental health because obviously it's a, a very hot topic at the moment and, and well-being. And how much do you think that young people actually benefit from coming to the music department and doing performing arts? I mean, I think it's everything. As someone, you know, as a, as a, I can remember as a student myself, I wasn't particularly confident in other areas of school. I wasn't particularly sporty. I wasn't you know, and I found a huge sort of salvation in music and in the family that that brought. And I see that in so many of my pupils now. And that for me, for example, in lockdown, it was so important that we kept music going. And we did. We really did. We had a concert every week online and we had all of our orchestras and choirs still making videos and music together. And because not, not really for the music's sake, but for the sense of community and togetherness. And I know that for, for many, many students who, and, and it's not just music, it's the, the whole of the arts, 
it is the place where they find their inner happiness. It's the place where they feel inflated, where they find what they are good at and they feel that confidence. And that, for me, to, I hope that confidence can bring them peace with whatever they're doing and success in whatever they're doing. So, you know, I have no intention of, of breeding the next generation of professional musicians, but I believe passionately that the skills music teaches them will enhance and give them a greater advantage in everything they do. Because there's a physicality too, isn't there? There's actually a, a genuine physical benefit to doing music and performing arts. Yeah, a huge benefit. And, and, and it's very well researched and well documented. And sadly, it's sometimes ignored, I think, by by certain uh, school leaders. But, you know, performing together is a, is a hugely joyous act. You know, the, the research of singing together as a, as, a, as a community is so powerful and so important for our, for our mental health. And, you know, so... I really hope that, that this becomes much more of a, a growing trend within schools and within our, within our communities. Me too. Now, we said at the start that you almost had Brentwood School in your DNA, but <laughs> I understand you recently celebrated a milestone event at the school. I did indeed, yes. I, I was recently married in October in, in the school chapel. My father and, and mother were also married in that chapel. Oh, how so lovely. It was lovely. And so there's a real special sense of that. And yeah, it was a, it was a magnificent occasion, really. We were engaged at the end of August and um, me being me decided that we should get married within, within five weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which was, I think, you know, slightly stressful for my wife. But it was a really, really wonderful day. We had a huge school choir of 85 students singing Paris, I Was Glad and accompanied by brass and organ. And then my big band played and then we had a lovely dinner and then a, a lovely group called the Brass Funkies provided the evening dancing. So it was, yeah, it was a lovely day. Thank you. Oh, it's making hairs on the back of my neck, raise. That sounds absolutely wonderful to have all those 85 people sing for you at your wedding. Not many people can do that. No, and I, we were, you know, both actually very overwhelmed by it. It was, it was a hugely wonderful experience. Oh, what a way to end our interview. You sound like the perfect director of music and performing arts. Florian Cooper, thank you very much for today. Thank you very much for having me. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, brentwoodschool.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.